is Luke 16, 1 through 13. You can find it on the front of your bulletin. The parable of the dishonest manager. Then Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He answered, a hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 50. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the internal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest is a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and well, and wealth, excuse me. The word of God from the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lord, we always thank you for your word. But sometimes there are places that are hard to understand. And this parable is certainly one of them. It strikes us as strange, as odd, as weird. Open our hearts. Speak to us through it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. This parable reminds me of a story about a man who was interviewing candidates for an accounting job. You know what that's like, don't you, Steve? Yeah. I hope you did better than these people. I mean, the first man came in, and the interviewer asked only one question. What is two plus two? Four. Four. That's what the candidate said. And immediately, the interview ended. The person was sent out the door. Well, the second person comes in, 
Same thing. What's two plus two? Four. Interview is over. The third person walks in, not Steve. The third person walks in. And when asked the same question, what's two plus two? He immediately stood up, locked the doors, closed the blinds, and leaned over the person's desk and said, how much do you want it to be? In this parable, it kind of feels like backroom deals are being made. The blinds are down. The doors are locked. Not so innocent business people are being pulled into this conspiracy. And this steward, this manager... What a dirty, rotten scoundrel he is. He cooked the books. He is in a position of trust, and he has severely violated that trust. He steals from his employer while he is on the job. He gets fired, and he steals from his master again on his way out the door. And these were not insignificant amounts. How many trees, olive trees, would it take to produce a hundred gallons of olive oil? And, and when he forgave the debt of a hundred bushels of wheat, that was about the crop of a rather large farm back then. These businessmen were getting a blue light special of a lifetime, and all of it immoral, unethical, and at the landowner's expense. And what does this landowner do? Does he have his steward publicly flogged? Does he have this steward's family sold into slavery as he could have until his steward's embezzlement was covered? What does this landowner who has been ripped off do? He praises his steward for being so shrewd. How can you help but read that and not think that's weird? That is just flat out weird. He's not praised by those he has helped. He is praised by the one he has cheated. That's weird. This parable, I mean... Jesus, it's Jesus telling this story. Jesus is telling a story in which the hero is a scoundrel, a rascal, a thief, a bad guy. That's weird. There is not one honorable person in this story. Not one. The owner commends shrewdness, knowing it was dishonesty. 
The steward cheats his boss not once, but twice. The business partners jump at the chance to get out of debt, having to know that these bargain basement prices were just too good to be true. It's all just weird. I want to talk about weird. Let's talk Betty Evans. I wish you were here. Are you here, Betty? No. Oh, there you are. Ah. Oh, Betty, Betty, Betty. You should have known better. This week, Betty volunteered in the, in the office, keeping it open and running. And thank you to all of you who did that. That was important, and it's very much appreciated. But I jokingly asked Betty, who's sitting right over there if anyone wants to look, I jokingly asked her, well, do you want to be in Sunday sermon? Obviously, Betty is some kind of risk taker because she said, sure, why not? <laughs> Knowing me, she said that. Little did she know that the scripture was all about evil, wicked, cheating, lying thieves. So I'm sorry, Betty, but you don't get to be a tree in this play. Just a lying, cheating scoundrel. And the news gets worse, Betty! Yes, it does. Because, you see, Betty's not the only one. We're all in this parable together. Sometimes we all need a reminder that all have sinned and that we all fall short of the glory of God. Just like everybody in this parable. You know, it gets easy to think, well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. So, I, you know, I haven't lied. I don't cheat. I haven't kicked the dog. I must be okay. I must be all right. And when we think like that, we're thinking like the mother of a serial killer who will tell you, well, except for that, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, except for that. Except for that. When it comes to faith and the grace of our God, None of us are good enough to earn it. Rick, you can build a thousand habitat homes all by yourself. You might be getting close to that number. Who knows? But you know what? Not good enough. Harry could ride a thousand miles on his bicycle greeting people, inviting them to Jesus and to church. And you know what? Not good enough. Janice could agree to cook, to set up, to clean, to serve the guests of Plentiful Harvest every single day for the rest of her life. Right, Janice? And I know sometimes it feels like you've done that. 
But it wouldn't be enough. Not good enough. Sissy's been married to me for 40 years. Yeah, I'm going there. Not good enough. Not even that's good enough. Pray for Sissy. Y'all just pray for Sissy. I'm sure she expected to be nominated for sainthood for such perseverance and endurance. But it's just not good enough. But here comes the grace. To understand this parable, you have to look at what comes before it. Otherwise, it's just a really weird parable. But in Luke 15, we get a story about lost sheep. We get a story about lost coins. And in both stories, a person who comes looking and who won't give up until what is lost is found. And then comes a story about a kid who is welcomed home after having wasted his family's money. And his father gives him a party and did not even say, I told you so. The steward did things that were selfish and wrong. And so did the prodigal. The steward misused his master's money. And so did the prodigal. The steward ended up in trouble. And then came to his senses, even though he came up with a very shrewd plan. And so did the prodigal. The steward was reconciled and celebrated in the end. And so was the prodigal. And you know what? Neither of them deserved it. Congratulations, Betty. There is a way out for you. Congratulations to the rest of you dirty, rotten scoundrels. There's a way out for the rest of us, too. A bunch of sinners. And every single one of them gets so much more than they ever deserved. Now, Betty, aren't you glad you're in this sermon? You're going to say yes again? Keep doing it. Aren't we all? Aren't we all glad we're in this sermon? So Betty doesn't have to be alone. Amen.